0: Surprise! I genuinely live for the day when I will not even have to say this. You know, the minisode will just happen every week because I will have time for it to happen every week. But for now, surprise, you are now looped into that Bam Minisode. I'm your host, Meyer. Just in case you might have thought that the host has switched suddenly, nah, still me, still me, still the basic white bitch. And today, in this mini-sode, I'm making a break from True Crime Top Chef to talk about something else. And I was thinking, what else can I use this mini-sodes for? So, every now and then, when I have time, I will share the pattern of, you know, a recent obsession, which is usually always true crime related, combined with another obsession of mine. So, I was thinking, what that can be? Like, what was I really into this past couple of months? And I realized it was always there. It was always there in front of me. And then I heard about this case. And I was like, this must be done. As you guys know, because I mentioned it on a couple of podcasts before, I was rereading, well, I was actually listening to the audiobook of Anne Frank's Diary. Which I recommend it to everybody. And, I mean, if you haven't read it, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, do you know how depressing it is? It's so great. <laughs> but it's so well written for, like... Somebody of that age to be writing it. So I was like, okay, cool. I like Anne Frank. I love the diary. I love the book. I know like a ton about fucking Auschwitz and Nazi Germany. And then I was just watching candle Ray videos during quarantine, you know. And she has like a couple. She has this whole playlist on reincarnation. So I just like binged on those, and like I spotted so many patterns. And then the video in that playlist was Reincarnation of Anne Frank. I was like, what the fuck? Sorry, say what? How? Did I not know about this? This is breaking news. Really isn't. Really isn't. But hey. So then I went on to the website called the Reincarnation Research. Of course, there is a website like that and it's really legit. To make this episode combining the patterns on reincarnation into the story of Barbara Carlin, who was the reincarnated Anne Frank. This episode is going to be epic. If you will end up by the end of this episode like super interested in reincarnation, I'm going to leave in the description the suggestions of the two most interesting cases that I found. Well, podcast-wise and YouTube-wise as well. I can't actually tell you this story about Barbara Carlin without kind of giving you a recap on Anne Frank's diary and, like, the end of her life. So, the last diary entry was in August 1944, which, if you know, oh, World War II, it ended in '45. It's like, the irony of this whole case is, like, how long they have managed to survive hidden, like, her whole Jewish family. How this diary represented so many years in hiding and then... Just for them to be, like, tipped off and to be discovered so close to the end of the war. That's the whole part where, like, this is why I find this book so fucking gripping. Because you're like, but maybe, maybe, but you know what happens. <laughs> so just a few days after that last entry, on August 4th, 1944, Anne, her sister Margot, and her parents Edith and Otto were arrested by the Gestapo because of the tip-off told people that basically they are hiding in this house behind, like, a bookshelf in Amsterdam, so they have finally been caught after 2 years in hiding and now they have obviously been transported to the camps and they separated the father from the women because obviously they used like manpower onto the camps onto the work camps and then and Frank's mom and sister were actually first transported to Auschwitz and then they were moved on to another camp so their mom died out of e- died of exhaustion in 1944 they left their mom for dead at Auschwitz, and then they were transported to Bergen-Belsen, which was basically yet another war camp, slash ended up being a death camp. So, Marg was kind of worse off, but both of them are re- were in really bad health. Here, they shaved their heads. Marg was actually worse off due to the conditions. She died a few days before, and of typhus. But this is when we have, like, some interviews from uh, one of Anne Frank's, School friends, Goslar. So they kind of communicate, you know. I don't know if you ever watched or read um, The Boy in Striped Pajamas again great read super depressing again but hey so Goslar and Frank actually communicating over the fence as well and would kind of come there and ask her like if she has any food and she can give her anything because she's like extremely famished and just super sick so and Frank died there um, about a few days after Margot and both of their bodies were buried in an unknown mass grave and it is said that, like, the death date is not really known, but it is kind of marked as March the 12th, 1945. And on April 15th, 1945, British forces freed the camp. Just how fucking infuriating every single time I read how close this was. Like, that they could have been just, like, saved and... I mean, they would have still probably been in, like, really poor condition and probably would have died of typhus, but still, it's just, like, at least they would have been reunited with their dead. And not just that, but they all thought, like, their mom is dead and that their dad has died as well in the camp. So they just both died believing that their dad was dead. Otto is the only person that survived out of this whole family. So he escaped death when the family arrived in Auschwitz in the autumn of 1944. Because this is some great fucking Jewish genes, you know? The SS officers actually mistook him for a younger man, so they sent him to the labor camp instead. And her dad is the one that made her diaries available to the public. Now that we have that recap, let's go to the life of a bar bro. Also, I'm aware that this is like the second Swedish case that I'm covering and that I have neglected the rest of Scandinavia. I am so sorry. This is not personal. I'm just very connected to this story, okay? There's Oslo bombing. There's plenty of stuff there, right? right? Or do you guys just not have crime? Do you not like crime? What the fuck? Well, this is not a story about crime, okay? <laughs> We're playing, picture this, your favorite game. So just imagine your child coming to you when they're like super small, they're two, three years old. They come to you and they ask you a question like, when am I going to see my husband again? Or, why do you call me Barbro and my name is actually Anne? This is what happened to Barbara. So she was about two years old. So she kind of like only learned how to speak basically in the past year. And she would go to her mother and father who were really christian so like she would just go come up with this and be like my name is not barbro my name is anne what makes this story kind of like really legit over a lot of other reincarnation stories as well is that at this time the diary of anne frank has only been translated in a few languages definitely not swedish where barbro is from So she'd come up to her parents, you know, ask her why they're calling her by this name. But she would also say like, hey, I'm having dreams of men kicking the door to this family's attic hiding place. She like properly remembered her room and like she wouldn't tell them these details of the like exterior of this attic. But her parents would just rush it off, you know, being like, yeah, that's just like your dreams. Like, Don't make much of it. So Barbara kind of began to realize nobody would ever believe her. When the family sent her to the psychiatrist, like, because obviously people, this isn't really great. You know, it's like a Christian family. They don't believe in this kind of shit. So they're like, yeah, yeah, she sounds kind of cray. And smartly, Barbara actually decides not to tell this psychiatrist anything. They just don't understand. I'm having this. It's for real. But I still don't want to be taken away from my family. So the psychiatrist is like, yep, she's a normal girl, you can take her back, it's all great, not to worry about her. She must just, you know, have imaginary friends, it's just like wild dreams. But the memories didn't go away, and she um, started writing them down... Just sort of to, like, keep them alive, but then she would throw these papers away so the others wouldn't find them. But apart from her memories, she is actually a known writer in Sweden. and She wrote this first book called Man on Earth when she was only 12 years old. It was published, pictures of it, pictures with it as well. So she was already, like, a freaking writer at the age of 12, which, again, if you know, and Frank kind of got famous... And this is when she was like seven and uh, seven or eight and she became confused when her teacher in school began talking about Anne Frank in class. And she was thinking to herself like, how could my teacher know about Anne Frank? Like, I'm Anne Frank, I'm not famous, why is she talking about me? So this is where I'm gonna stop and draw on some like facts about reincarnation or some patterns that I have spotted while researching for this. So usually their memories kind of start happening in this age. So it's kind of like between ages of two and five, once they actually start talking, their memories pop up. And this is when the weirdest questions might come and be asked like to the parents. And let me just draw on like some things that I have said. So like personality traits, whether it is similarities in how they look or like just personal preferences, habits, like their talents and skills, they can all be similar from one lifetime to another. And Ian Stevenson, who is the main dude that, if you know anything about reincarnation, this is the guy that has researched it for so long in his life. He actually even compiled, like, 2,500 childhood post-life memory cases. So he studied, like, shit-ton of these people. And he said, like, a very important observation in the research, is that individual can actually change religion, nationality, ethnic affiliation, race, and gender from one lifetime to another. The researchers behind this find this so amusing, because the wars are based on differences in these cultural markers of identity, so Anne Frank was persecuted, died in the concentration camp as a Jew, while Parbro was born in, like, super-Christian family in Sweden. And if the Nazis knew that one could be born Jewish in one lifetime and Christian in another, the Holocaust could have been avoided. Guess what? That's not what happens. History is fucked and reincarnation is great. And when it comes to why the memories sort of start between the age of two, it's usually as soon as the child can communicate, they start to describe a previous lifetime. So often this is when they start getting confused why they're called with a different name. They start insisting that the current family is not the real family, but that the real family lives in this different town, different city. And they can vividly describe like names of various family members, geographic locations... To the pinpoint, we'll come to that a bit later. And what's important, and kind of doesn't reflect as much in this case, but like it does in a lot of other cases that I have looked into, is that they sort of stop talking about their past lifetime at around 7.00. So kind of like the older that they get, they kind of drop it. If your child kind of starts talking about their past lifetime and, you know, you want to investigate further into that, um, yeah, do that as they're younger. Because after that, they might just drop it. They realize, like, they can't actually go back, live with that family, be that person. So they kind of just drop those memories further on the go. This must have been, like, such a cool job. Because as I said, Ian Stevenson went and conducted... 2,500 studies of the childhood past life memory. And out of those, in 1,567 cases, the past life personality was identified through research. So they usually, like those parents, kind of start being freaked out. And because the child can give so many details, they actually either look up the family, search them, visit them. And then they're just, like, astounded by the amount of details, everything that they can, you know, sort of remember about the place, about the space, about the actual event. One thing after the other, they research from geographical location to, you know, the actual people, the family members. And usually they just go down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, information. It's, like, so cool. It's, like, detective work, okay? This is why I fucking like reincarnation shit. if you remember I said like Barbara dropped this whole talk she was like cool let's just not act like this you know not let them think I'm crazy or anything but then she kind of started remembering again because at the age of 10 this whole family went on to the trip to Europe and they came to Amsterdam, and her parents decided to take in all of the sites, and of course, one of them was the house of Anne Frank. So, her dad pulled a cab, but Barbara just turned around, and she was like, we don't need a cab, I know exactly where we are and how to get to the house. So her parents were like, the fuck, no, you don't, how do you know this? We've never been here before. But she just turned to them and replied, let me show you the way, and she fucking did. Now, they arrive at the house, and Barbara is like, oh, they changed the steps outside. And her parents are like, okay, cool, she's tripping, but this is kind of getting weird. They go into the house, and she just describes this fear that she has had from entering inside. And just like this horrible feeling, this horrible energy of the whole place. Her dreams suddenly became real, like everything she'd be dreamt of is suddenly just like right there in front of her. And she really insisted on seeing the room, even though she was like, she was like really fearful. So like her mom suggested, hey, maybe we should, you know, get out. But she was like, no, I need to see it. So they go into the room and she looks at the walls and like says, where are the pictures? Like there were the pictures here. So her mom is like, what are you on about? But she goes and asks this like tour guide or one of, like, the men that worked there, if there were ever pictures on the wall. And the man says, yes, they had been taken down because people started taking them as souvenirs. And this is when her mom kind of, like, understood and she just hugged her and said, like, you're not alone anymore. So her parents still kind of believed her, but they were Christians, so everybody kind of dropped this. It was like, yeah, we believe you, but uh, yeah, let's just move on. But if this wasn't compelling enough, like, the most compelling proof was she actually met and talked to Anne Frank's cousin, called Buddy Elias, who was also the last living relative of Anne Frank. He heard about Barbara through her publisher. So he didn't believe in reincarnation, but he was interested to meet her and see, like, what he makes out of it, so he invites her to dinner. And as she knocks... On the door, Buddy came out and they just looked at each other and then just they fell into each other's arms and both cried. So they just sat for like two hours, talked, and she realized that Buddy was the president of Anne Frank's foundation. When the newspapers actually asked him, like, does he believe himself that Barbara is the reincarnation of Anne Frank, he said yes. And since then they kept in touch like once a week and she stays with him when she visits Switzerland. Drawing back onto the research, I've picked up on something that is sort of absent here but is very much present in a lot of cases. There's one that I'm gonna drop below, which was the kid that was reincarnation of the... Um, um, w W uh, the Second World War pilot, and the one that's absent here is that she didn't remember her death, so she didn't remember the and Frank's death. And usually, so in about sixty six percent of Dr. Stevenson's reincarnation cases, a violent or premature death occurs in the previous lifetime. There's this whole thing with, like, birthmarks and the cases of them, like, if they have died because they were shot or, like, wounded, that is the place where they have a birthmark now, and this is how they're connected. And I was just like, I have a birthmark, it's red and different, am I different, am I special, or did I remember something as a child? No, I just fucking pissed standing, this is it. Maybe I was a guy, maybe I was a guy in the previous life, maybe this is why it all happened, okay, drop it, drop it. But again, this point is interesting, because in the contemporary lifetime, the child might have a phobia related to the cause of death in the past life, and actually, since childhood, Barbara had a fear of men in uniforms. So even as an adult, like, if she would be stopped for a traffic violation by a police officer, she would have anxiety, she would consider fleeing. And actually, due to this phobia is why Barbara started working with horses, I don't know, this is just a Swedish thing, but she became, like, a mounted Swedish police officer, which basically means she works with the police horses in Sweden, and it's just such a weird concept. but hey, it calmed her down, and this is exactly what I was saying. So she might not remember the death exactly, but, like, there's a phobia related to her previous lifetime. Now, a couple of more things to pinpoint from the case. So, usually based on the information provided by the child to the biological family. The child's family from the prior life is eventually identified, sort of like in this case. And usually due to either knowledge of family names, relatives' names, or just the going on the family secrets, people usually believe them. And if there is anybody connected from the past life, they will also believe them. And often the biological parents of the child might actually have that fear that a child might leave them for the family from their prior life because the mutual bond between well, the child and that family becomes so strong, especially once they meet again. There's a case of Shanti Devi, I'm gonna put it, it's a like a podcast episode, I'm gonna put it below in the description where... She was a child, obviously. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, it's a reincarnation case. Hey, anyways. So she, in the past life, was married to this guy. They met this whole fucking family. Of course, she had to let that go, because she couldn't just continue being married to, like, an old-ass man as a child, because that's just completely wrong on the next level. But that was just a super interesting case because of that. And in these studies, they kind of say, like, this particular fear is unwarranted, because... They are connected by blood to their biological family, but usually they kind of do stay in touch and form, like these long-term relationships with the prior lifetime family as well. And they can start letting go of the memories the older they get. Speaking of, Barbara let go, and it wasn't actually until her 40s that these memories started to emerge again. This is super fascinating, because the memories started becoming negative again, because she met through her job this police officer that she said was the reincarnation of a Nazi guard from the Bergen-Belsen concentration, which I just find, like... There needs to be, there needs to be a fucking division. There's so many things that people want remade. You know, make a friend's reunion. No, what we need is a fucking plot where two people that have been reincarnated meet in real life and they fucking hate each other like in this case. And although these memories were painful, she kind of realized what her reality is, but she wrote, inspired her to write her book and the wolves howled, where she wanted to show that though these guards... These wolves participated in her persecution in Anne Frank lifetime, she would not allow them to hurt her again in this like contemporary lifetime. So she wanted to kind of like poetically say your soul still preserves in this life and in this way, you know, to provide like comfort to the others. You know, although you might have this life, you're still connected to this soul. But that's sort of what makes it stronger. Right, right by road? did I say it right? Probably not. <laughs> so while reading this like there were other things that she has mentioned for example that would either cause phobias or sort of she connected with Anne Frank later when you know actually researching and thinking about it in that way so things like refusing to have showers or have a haircut because again showers in Auschwitz meant like you were sent to a gas chamber, haircuts well, meant that you were in a fucking work camp, and they shaved your head off for you to lose your freaking identity. But I try to focus on the more prevalent details that I can then draw to, like, reincarnation facts. So that's it. That's the Minnesota. Oh my god, I actually kept it in Minnesota. I didn't actually talk about my peeing experiences or, like, just weird shit from my life. Proud, proud. I actually tapped myself on my shoulder. Ah, huh, god. Uh, by the way, if you go on to <laughs> the... What's it called? The reincarnation research. Take it, what's that the English expression? Take it with a grain of salt? Yeah, I think it is, right? Also, why is that the expression? Why is it not like, take it with a lump of sugar? Why is it not sweet? Why is it just like, uh, salty? Anyways, well, if you go there, yeah, take things there with a grain of salt, like, if it is this kind of things, yep, there are patterns, I've basically listed to a bunch of a, lot of, a lot of cases, so like, I know that this is confirmed shit, but, um, Yeah, there is this particular case (laughs) that I immediately, immediately jumped at me because it's probably one of those most popular reads about how Priyanka Chopra is, like, reincarnated version of this actress and then Nick Jonas is the reincarnated version of the actor. They look nothing like... I don't know who drew these conclusions. But basically, the point of the whole story was how the two of them were meant to be and I was just like, I'm too deep into this. Like, I need need a break. So, I'll leave the sources below. You let me know if you want me to cover different specific cases and draw sort of, like, more bits and pieces towards the patterns and reincarnations. I'll do it for Patreon or here. But yeah, I'd like to keep these, you know, short and sweet, to the point, and just, like, pointing at the patterns. And, well, this story was fucking fascinating. I get shivers, guys. Just from thinking. Maybe maybe I was brand frank as well. That's a fucking thing that I haven't researched. Fuck. Can multiple people be reincarnated versions of the same person can i be in frank as well i wanna i wanna (laughs) who does my birthmark relate me to (laughs) i'm getting too deep into this no but that's somebody answer me that okay email me tweet me i don't care just answer me that can somebody ian stevenson i think he's dead but you know maybe he is reincarnated into somebody else who is researching reincarnation fuck yes inception yes Leo DiCaprio. This is it. This is the real inception. Somebody fucking answer me this. Can multiple people be reincarnated into the same person? No, the other way around. Can one person from the past life be reincarnated into multiple (laughs) people? It's been a long day, okay? Yeah. Happy Friday. Stay cool. Stay. Keep it safe. Have a blasting weekend with your own party internally in your head. Probably not outside because clubs are shut. Life is great. Let's do this. Let's push. True, But yeah, reincarnation because life is your creation. I am not saying that I have done this case just to put that as the freaking title of one of these episodes, but I'm also not saying I haven't done it because of that particular reason, because this is particularly, this is one of the more stronger reasons why I have done this episode. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, keep it, keep it cool. <laughs> if it were an option, who would you have liked to be reincarnated as and just going to your mommy being like, hey, mommy, mommy. My name is John Wayne Gacy. Why are you calling me Michael? And your mom is just like, uh, fuck. We fucked up. We fucked up. Give him back. Give him back to somebody else. This is not acceptable. (laughs) What do we tell the neighbors that our son is John Wayne Gacy? How do you explain that? I'm out. I'm out. I'm chatting shit. Bye. Bye, fuckers. Uh, Keep making the world a better place. One more day. One more time. And uh, may your soul be stuck into somebody else's soul in their next life. Yep, that's your outro that's it bye bye fuckers